Hello, hello, and welcome to the Wanderwell podcast. It's Katie J here. And for this Wander Woman Wednesday, I want to introduce you guys to Erin Wilbanks, who is a professor, yoga instructor, and photographer. And I learned about Erin because I posted on Instagram and asked if anyone had Wander Women friends they wanted to recommend for interviews. And one of her friends actually recommended her. So I was excited to get to know her and hear more about her story and all of the many, many things that she is currently involved in. So let's go ahead and get started. What would be your fondest childhood memory? Oh, gosh. Um, probably... <laughs> Uh, I think for me, like dance recitals were a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I danced for 13 years. Um, and I think just like being back at the stage, getting ready for the recital, uh, there's something about like certain smells that bring me back to that point. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was a lot of fun. My, my mom was the one who wanted me to dance and thankfully I enjoyed it and stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something yeah, I definitely miss doing as an adult. I'm sure yeah. they have adult dancers. Oh, they somewhere. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do a recital. I don't think, um, but yeah, I, I would love to get back into dancing more. What kind of dance? What kind of dance was it? Uh, so I did ballet, tap, jazz, lyrical. I did a lot of stuff. Um, I think ballet was probably my favorite growing up. That's awesome. Very cool. Let's start by having you introduce yourself and what you are called to do. Yeah. Uh, So my name is Erin Wilbanks, and uh, this question is kind of interesting to answer. I feel like I'm uh, called to do several things, and they're kind of all showing up in interesting ways in terms of a career. Um, But I kind of said that I'm called to connect people. I really love educating people. Um, And I also like to kind of make people question themselves and the world around them um, in terms of what that looks like. Uh, for a career for me. I'm uh, a professor and a photographer and a yoga instructor right now. So kind of doing a whole bunch of things. That's awesome. Where are you a professor? Uh, I'm a professor at the University of Redlands. And then starting just next week, I'll also be a professor at Loma Linda University. Very cool. And what will you what are you teaching? Uh, So I'm teaching audiology courses to undergrad students. uh, Mm -hmm. So an intro to audiology class. That's, and what is, what, you're going to explain what that is. <laughs> yep, everyone asks. Uh, so audiology is the, uh, basically the hearing of, or the study of sound. Um, so in terms of, of the degree, it's people who usually go into clinical work looking at uh, diagnosing and treating hearing loss and balance disorders. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, my dog got meningitis when he was eight months oh. old and ever since then has had a struggle with hearing um I thought he was just ignoring me for a while but <laughs> he legitimately cannot hear me yeah that's so funny yeah calling his name uh, oh <laughs> Poor thing. so I don't know if you guys do any clinical work with dogs but I'd be happy <laughs> to volunteer him <laughs> right we don't but that would be awesome <laughs> awesome so tell me more about the photography work that you do and what your focus and goals are for that Yeah, um, so I started photography probably back in high school, um, kind of around the time digital cameras became big, or were starting to, um, and I think I just sort of played around with whatever my dad had. Uh, I used to shoot on film, um, 
And I just kind of taught myself it was something, you know, before I could even drive, I would just sit at my desk and like take pictures of weird things and play with lighting. And um, then as I got a little older and moved away from Baton Rouge, actually, uh, Instagram became really big right when I got to Charleston, South Carolina. Um, So I started doing more landscape photography there. Um, And now I'm still doing primarily landscape, uh, kind of dabbling a little bit here and there. I just shot my first wedding uh, in October. Um, but it's definitely a side gig for me. It's not something I make money off of. Uh, it's just, I kind of do it cause I love to do it. It's my own time to go explore somewhere new. Um, I think it's really kind of my excuse to like travel and get out to, <laughs> um, that's kind of how I end up going new places is with the intention or the goal of kind of photographing it. Um, and usually just really for myself, I have a blog and, you know, I update on Instagram and stuff, but mostly it's become a, a just a selfish thing, I guess. Um, and I also, of course, like to share it with family back home who doesn't travel and, you know, people who maybe don't get to explore the world. And where, uh, what kind of camera do you use? I have a Sony uh, A6000. I just got, I guess about a year ago. Uh, I used to be a Canon shooter. Um, but because I do, you know, I travel and I hike, uh, I didn't want to lug around a big DSLR. So I got a mirrorless Sony, which I love. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We all have obstacles in our life um, (laughs) that kind of stand in the way of us either getting us to where we are today or where we hope to be. What are some um, obstacles that have stood in the way of getting, of you getting to where you are today? And can you kind of tell us the story around one of those obstacles? Yeah, I think when I was thinking about this, you know, I have a kind of interesting path. Um, So I guess, a little backstory is I was working in research at a hospital here for four years and, you know, doing the normal 40 hour work week, nine to five. Uh, and I just hated it. I didn't like where I was at and I didn't really like who I'd become there. Um, so I actually just quit my job in May to travel abroad for the summer. Um, and two weeks before I was going to leave, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh, so that kind of changed my plans a little, Uh, So I ended up going back home to Louisiana to be with her for the surgery and everything um, and kind of shortened my trip abroad. But um, I think the biggest lesson I've learned in the past year is just uh, a lot of my path until now was not decided for me. But, you know, your your parents have this kind of life of what uh, they think you should live or this dream for what your life should look like. Um, So they were the ones who kind of encouraged me to go to school and get this degree. Um, And I don't know that I would redo that if I was a little older, if I had a little bit more of a say in that. Um, I definitely appreciate the education I got and where it's gotten me. Uh, Everything's kind of fallen into place since then. But, um, you know, when I, I come across these sort of younger adults, I always encourage them now, like, just maybe take time, take time to travel. I don't think that's something we do here in America. Uh, When I travel abroad, I seem to have only met people who are in that sort of gap year between high school and college or uh, even in college, but, you know, just they still take time to travel. And really, I think that opens your eyes to the the world around you and uh, gives you a better sense of what you want to be as a person or who you want to be as a person, what you want to do. Um, Yeah. So I'm not sure if that answered your question (laughs) in terms of actual roadblocks. Um, But yeah, I think just having, a better idea of what you want to do for yourself, uh, kind of maybe will get you where you should be a little sooner. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great advice. Um, cause I feel like, you know, there's a lot of 
pressure on people today and young people today to go to college and go work the nine to five and yeah, just like figure it out when you're 20. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, you're not going to figure it way. out when you're 20. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. So yeah, that's great advice. Um, so then when you're at home or when you're traveling, either one, how do you practice self care? Oh, I love this one. Um, so I am a yoga instructor. So of course, self care kind of comes up a lot in the yogi world. Um, and I think really it taught me or took me until this year to realize what self-care is. Cause I think, you know, we think of self self-care as like bubble baths or whatever it is. Um, and for me, it's really about, uh, listening to what it is that I need that day. So maybe it's going for a run, maybe it's sitting in silence, maybe it's watching a movie. Um, but I think just being able to like be flexible with what self-care might mean that day or that week, um, the more stressed I am, the less I need to like run around and do more. So I try to, to listen to that. Um, I like to be outside in nature whenever I can, uh, here in Southern California, we don't have too much water, but, um, anytime I can get near the ocean or a lake or anything, that's just really, uh, always been a very calming place for me. Um, so trying to do a little bit more of that this upcoming year. Um, and then just, yeah, whatever, I think whatever it is that makes sense to you, you know, not, Oh, society says self-care is whatever bubble baths and face masks and spending money on things. Uh, maybe that is what does it for you, but that's not really what does it for me. Um, you know, just, yeah, doing what's right for my body at that time or for my mind. I like that. Cause I, you know, that's why I asked that question because it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a face mask or, right. you know, or bubble bath or sugar scrub or whatever. It can mm -hmm. be just, you know, oh, people get down on themselves about, cause I'm also a yoga instructor and they're like, oh, I want to do yoga, like, or I just can't make it to the studio or whatever. I'm like, just bend your knees, put your hands on the floor. That's all it like, right. step one, yeah. you just know, sit in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Just it's sit in closet. silence. That's yoga yeah. too. Yeah. It's really interesting. The kind of, uh, I don't want to say excuses, but that's what they are from people who are, yeah. Like I don't have time or I'm not flexible. It's like, neither am I. You're like, that's why you start. That's why. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't, come into it being able to do everything um I love yeah when people so. say I can't I can't even touch my toes I'm like sure you can. just bend your knees <laughs> yeah you don't have to do straight legs or <laughs> it doesn't have to look pretty <laughs> yeah absolutely um so then you know maybe as a yoga instructor this will give some good advice you have some good advice in this part this next question but what parts of your wellness practice should um Wonder Women know about so whether that's you know how frequently you like to do yoga or you know um, how you eat to maintain a healthy gut or whatever it mm -hmm. is you know what how do you how do you practice wellness yeah I think um, the eating thing is funny that's sort of my goal for 2018 I still eat like I'm like an 18 year old college boy uh, <laughs> and thankfully I'm active enough that I'm not like 400 pounds but um, that's something that keeps coming up for me is like eating like I love myself, uh, like I love my body and I want to feel good in my body and I should be putting good nutrients into it. Um, and for me, that means sort of, you know, just cutting out sugar and processed foods and alcohol. Like I'm from the South. We love to party. <laughs> we love to have a good time. Um, so, of course, I enjoy drinking, but 
kind of cutting back to the point where, you know, it's, you don't, and I'm getting older, so it's a little harder to recover every time. (laughs) Um, But in terms of other wellness, yeah, I think uh, I'm pretty new to yoga. I've only been practicing for about four years now, I guess. Um, And I think up until really the teacher training, I, you know, yoga was, yeah, this like physical, sweaty, hard yoga practice um and I think that's shifted a lot for me in the past year and now uh my sort of yoga practice is really just it might be that some days sure but I think it's more of uh yin you know more stretching or just sometimes not even any kind of physical movement just sitting and breathing um you know I I think especially this time of year I have kind of anxiety that comes up with whatever stress in school and Christmas and all the the holiday stuff. Um, and I catch myself just like, just take a moment to like sit and breathe. Um, and I think sometimes we forget about that (laughs) and like, that is just a part of wellness for me. Um, and also learning to say no to people and things that was a really, uh, the teacher training was just so intense. I was still working my 40 hour a week job and that was every weekend for like 10 straight weeks. So I just didn't have time to see people or, just, you know, waste time on people who weren't really worth my energy and my effort. Um, so learning to, to say no when things don't feel right or fit right, or the person isn't, you know, bringing you up or, or adding any kind of value to your life. And that's hard. That's hard to cut people out. Um, but I think it's really necessary for, you know, my my well-being yeah absolutely my best friend gave me a good phrase to always ask myself is are they watering your garden <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? exactly. are you are you getting something you know you you're you're gonna flower all the time right like you have your right. self-care routine and your wellness routine and that allows you to be have a beautiful presence in the world but make sure that the people that you're surrounding yourself with are also watering your garden so yeah I like that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome so then what would what advice would you give to somebody who wants to follow in your footsteps I think just uh being really kind of aware of how you feel in the moment um not being so worried about like what your future might look like and getting to that end goal but how something feels like now, like kind of reevaluate once a month or whatever, every six months, once a year of, is this path that you're on really what you want to be doing? Um, or are, first off, are you doing it for you? Or are you doing it for someone else? Um, and then I think, uh, the biggest thing that's been kind of with me too is again, you know, along that same line of following your path, but it's okay to like maybe go down the wrong path for a little bit of time. Um, I think like we talked about, you know, you're, you're expected to graduate high school, go to college, get a job, stay in that job for forever. I think that's shifting for our generation. Mm -hmm. Um, first off. And then I think it's okay to, to maybe wake up and realize like, this isn't totally for me. I'm not sure if this is what I want to do forever. Um, and that doesn't mean that you failed at that thing or that you're bad at that thing, but, um, you know, it's been 10 years since, <laughs> since you've maybe made that choice and, and it's okay to change and it's okay to kind of take a new path if that's where life takes you. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I, I really like that piece of advice. I feel like it's something that a lot of women and men, young people in general need to hear. <laughs> yeah. Especially, um, yeah, just 
you know, the older you get, the sort of more you realize it's your life and you want to live it your way. And maybe that means questioning whoever your parents, your teachers, your church, if, you know, if you're religious, uh, or anything, just the sort of society's, uh, norms, I guess. And like, is that actually what you want to be doing? Or are you doing it for some other reason? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that doesn't just have to be a career that can be where you live or how you live and what you wear, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, do you have any um, future travel plans that we should look out for, your, whether it's for your photography or just personal um, trips that you plan on taking? Yeah, uh, nothing set in stone yet. I have uh, a very tentative trip to Scotland planned with some friends uh, over the summer. Um, that's sort of up to them. It's a long story, but um, <laughs> I can't say too much if this is going to be aired somewhere. But um, <laughs> I might be going with them um, in, to, in the summer. But I just kind of did this really you know, big thing this past summer where I was in Thailand, Cambodia, and Bali. Uh, and I also did a solo road trip from California to Louisiana, uh, both there and back and stopped the Grand Canyon and all kinds of things. Um, so I don't know. I I definitely want to do something every year. Uh, I don't know. It won't be that big and that long. Um, I went to Canada last year and I would love to go back in the summer. I went a little too early and everything was still frozen and snowy. Um, so I'd like to go back when, when it's a little warmer. Um, but yeah, nothing really set in stone yet. Do you have a favorite? You mentioned so many places just now. Do you have <laughs> any one city or town or in America or just anywhere that you've traveled where you're like, wow, I, I need to go back there. Other people need to go there. It's incredible because of X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Yeah. I mean, my f- so I'm from Louisiana. Um, my favorite place in the world will probably always be New Orleans. Mm. Uh, it just kind of has a piece of my heart and always will. Uh, and I tell everyone they should go visit at least once um, just because it's so full of culture and the food is amazing and we do like to party and um, it's just it's just a cool city. It's uh, everyone's so friendly. I was just there for a few days before seeing family and just forget how like nice everyone is and like genuinely nice, not because they like want something. <laughs> um, so that was just it's a it's a cool place. It's really fun. Um, but in terms of my sort of summer travel, I think, uh, I loved parts of Thailand. I really loved Chiang Mai. I would go back there in a second. And then I really loved, uh, I was in Ubud, Bali, uh, in Indonesia. Um, and there's just some, something about Bali has such a, uh, like a presence. I don't know. That's not the right word, but just such an air about it. Um, it's really kind of healing and, and calming and it was just so much fun. So yeah, I, I recommend if you're looking to go, and I did it all solo too, so those are kind of easy solo, I think, beginner traveling places. Um, they're pretty westernized, so people speak English. You can find, you know, American food if you're missing home and um, still get that sort of culture from there as well. I loved Bali. I went there <laughs> for a yoga training, for Acro yoga training a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I went to Ubud and I also highly recommend Uluwatu, which is a little surf town down the bottom, uh, the most southern part of Bali. And we just scootered around everywhere. Uh, It was so cool. I loved it. Yeah. It was perfect. (laughs) And then I I did a road trip from Austin to Virginia and back just a few weeks ago and stopped in New Orleans and visited some friends. Oh, cool. 
was taking my dog on a walk and just was creepily taking pictures of all the houses. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My favorite part is like the unique houses and they're covered in Mardi Gras beads. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so you kind of did the, the opposite road trip of me. You went east. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's cool. Well, cool. Erin, thank you so much for your time today. Where can people go to learn more about you? Yeah, so I have a webpage at erinwilbanksphoto.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at erin underscore wilbanks underscore photography. Um, and you can see my pictures, my travels, all there. Awesome. They are beautiful pictures. So Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Erin, thanks so much for sharing your insights with us. Everyone go check her out on her website and on Instagram. See her beautiful photos. A few key takeaways from Erin's episode that I want to elaborate on with you guys. She said that she tries to eat like she loves herself. And I've never had an official eating disorder, although there's no shame in that. But I have certainly struggled with what we can call disordered eating. When I was in college and even the year after college, when I was living in San Francisco, I would go to the store with my roommates, buy a bunch of candy and binge eat that candy while watching Scandal or Friday Night Lights or as I'm embarrassed kind kind of to say this, but 90210, the new version of it. And I would always feel awful afterwards. I had a horrible relationship with sleep. I would sleep all the time. Never felt like I was getting enough. I felt very lethargic and unmotivated at work. And all of this was because I was, I just had a horrible relationship with food. I was the candy overdose. The sugar overdose was a struggle for me. And it was something that it was almost, it's almost an addiction that I've been able, that I've been having to struggle with for a while now. But what has finally changed my relationship with candy and with sugar was realizing the cost of it because it hurts to eat like that. It hurt my mouth. It hurts my stomach. It obviously hurts my sleep patterns, as I mentioned. And I had to pay a lot of money for sensitive teeth toothpaste like Sensodyne or Crest Sensitivity or whatever and those are expensive toothpaste and they didn't even really work so anytime I would eat something cold or drink something cold my teeth would just ache because the sugar was eating away at my teeth so this is a prime example of western medicine right treating the symptom instead of the cause woof And not to mention that sugar was completely damaging my brain as well. So now that I'm officially off of my parents' healthcare, I'm completely on my own. I turned 26 and, you know, I can no longer stay on it, unfortunately. I can't afford to pay for the likelihood that I get diabetes or for more cavities because I've already had countless amounts of cavities in a root canal from all this sugar. I mean, it's bad guys. (laughs) So I can't afford to pay for cavities on cavities. And I needed to find another answer. And I needed to realize that answer was to just stop eating candy. (laughs) And if you have all the money in the world to spend 
on your rotting teeth when you know then knock yourself out but for me it didn't make sense financially to continue eating like my body was a Chuck E. Cheese so now I mostly eat plants I brush with natural toothpaste that I make myself and I'm so happy to say that I'm pain-free I have had multiple cavity fillings like I mentioned but since the last one which I think was in August I haven't I've barely touched candy and I haven't touched it since being in Costa Rica so very proud of myself another big takeaway from my chat with Erin is that she mentioned several times to make sure that your next move is something that you're doing for you if you're going to college that's great make sure you're doing it for you and not anyone else and I'm going to take this moment to address a little bit more in depth as to why I'm not going to grad school because I mentioned this to you guys on the tell all Tuesday episode but was through some tears and I was still getting a lot of questions about it. So this is kind of my thought process behind not going to study traditional Chinese medicine this fall. It's still something I'm very much interested in. I still have all the books. I still am doing all the readings. I'm still very much trying to learn about an alternative form of medicine. But what I realized when I was going to yoga classes here at Bodhi And the head yoga instructor, her name is Pilar Salazar, and she's an incredible instructor. And one day during class, she started talking about ego and how oftentimes our ego gets in the way of our true desires, right? And our ego often tells us things like, oh, if I learn to surf, I'll be cool. Or if I have blonde hair, people will like me. Or... If I get a college degree, then I'll be qualified, right? Or if I get another degree, then I'll be qualified. And I realized that during her talk that I felt like I needed, I've always wanted to help people, right? That's what we all want to do. We all want to make the world a better place. If you're not contributing to society, what are you even doing? So we all want to help people. And I felt like my way of helping and healing people was going to be through traditional Chinese medicine. I was going to get another degree. I was going to study a form of medicine that I actually agreed with, unlike the way that we handle medicine here in the West. And I was going to become a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine in four years. It was going to be very expensive, and it was going to be very difficult. But I was willing to do it. And when she mentioned that, I realized that I was putting my ability to help people on that degree. I was saying my ability to help people is hinging on my ability to get this degree. And when I started this podcast five weeks ago, six weeks ago now, I never expected the responses that I was getting from my friends, from my family members, and from people that I didn't even know. And the response has been incredible some of you listeners out there who have reached out to me thank you and those of you who are still thinking about reaching out to me please do katie at wanderwellpodcast.com if you have questions about wanting to start a podcast or wanting to manifest or whatever it is please reach out to me because what i have realized from those who have reached out is that i don't need a degree to help people which is a really empowering thing to realize that everything you already need to succeed in your personal legend you already have you already have it and perhaps your personal legend is to be a doctor 
in which case you do need a degree. But my personal legend is to help people and to heal people through the power of nature. That could become, that could mean becoming a doctor one day, but for now it it doesn't. And it doesn't make sense for me to spend $167,000 over the next four years in order to help people when I'm already doing it right now, right here. So I just want to say on this six week of this podcast, we've broken a thousand downloads and I just want to say thank you to all of you who are listening and to all of you who have supported me and reached out to me and you're amazing. I will catch you guys next week for another meditation and I look forward to chatting with you guys. Have a great day.